Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome on into Brown's cast. Um, after post-mortem depressed version. <laughs> Uh, I'm your host Taylor Dederzak. I got, I got. Uh, he's labeled himself as pain here. I'm here <laughs> with Matt. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you emotionally recovered, or are you are we still just um, still feeling the pain a little bit? No, no, just kind of in a fog, I guess. Um, I guess that's just, just how I feel too, since like yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't think, uh, despite the the vibes and the, you know, why, why couldn't it be in now? I, I think, realistically, we all realized that it probably wasn't going to end with a Super Bowl trophy. But. No. And I'll even say, I think the the peak of, of whatever playoff run this would have been would have been winning this game. After that, it would have been a little, we- a little bit uh it would have been a lot tougher than, but it turns out uh, this was probably going to be how it ended. And it looked like the team that had lost 26% of its salary cap in Houston. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, it, it was definitely a team that looked like it didn't have its, ta- uh, not even its backup tackles anymore. It's backups to the backups. Um, and then, you know, you're without your running back, you're without, most of your starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what happens. The unfortunate part, I think, and the part we're probably going to spend the most time on is not that the offense kind of fell apart because the offense was supposed to fall apart (laughs) given everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, you know, the surprising inability for the defense to do anything. Yeah, it, it was um I think that's the most disappointing one because like for most of the year they've been the healthiest even though they've lost some key contributors that for the most part you still had Miles, you had Denzel, you had most of your secondary back even if it wasn't even if Grant Delp it wasn't back. And it just looked like they took advantage of the aggressiveness that had been like the one thing that they could that they could go to as being aggressive and they just took advantage of it with misdirection. Um, all these like short passes that would get a bunch of yak. It just, they, they knew what they were going up against and they took advantage of it in the first half. And then the, the second half, it didn't really matter because they didn't get, they weren't able to be on the, on the field for about <laughs> like 12 minutes in the third quarter. And it just got out of hand. Yeah, like without without them, their, their one possession in the third quarter before the game was out of hand was, uh, I think it was a five and out. I think they they the uh, Texans got one first down and then punted, but mm-hmm. it it just like nothing they seemed to do in the first half worked. Uh, 
we we know we don't know what kind of adjustments they made at halftime. Maybe those worked. Those would have worked. But you know, consec- two pick sixes and four plays is. It's a lot to come back from. A lot to come back from. Yeah, unless unless you had a ten point lead at the time. Yeah, it's a lot to come back from. Um, you, you can't you can't give up fourteen points to a defense. The <laughs> ironically, well, not ironically, unsurprisingly enough, both times the uh, Browns gave up fourteen points on offense this season, they lost. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, it's been the one Achilles heel all year, no matter who the quarterback was, is that they led the, the league in turnovers, and they were the first team in 20 years to um, be in the playoffs in that position. So I guess it's uh, makes sense why the one thing that was killing them all year would kill their playoff hopes. So that pretty much uh, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it's – I mean, I think, I think had, had we – I think we might have talked about this on Thursday. Had we uh, known that when everyone, when all the injuries happened, when Nick Chubb got hurt, when Deshaun Watson was officially done, that they'd win 11 games and go to the playoffs, I think we probably would have taken it. Uh, we would have taken whatever the result was in the first round. I think the way everything has happened over the last month made you believe that you know, maybe there was a chance to win a game or two, um, depending on what that second game was. Uh, I, I think, you know, they drew their worst matchup and their worst match. Like, I, I've been, you know, th- I've been kind of gaming it out of my head. Like, I think the Browns probably win six out of the ten times these teams play. Uh, one out of those six is the blowout that we got in December, and one out of the four that the Texans got was the blowout we saw yesterday, where everything just goes wrong. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the I don't think the outcome of the game was surprising if they did lose. I think it was just, yeah, like you mentioned that, that they got blown out in the fashion that they did, and with Flacco, it was, with the way that this run was, I think people forgot how risk, risky he had been in this entire run. I think the graphic showed he had led for the last five weeks in touchdowns and also interceptions. So on top of all the plays he was making, he was creating a lot of plays that were destructive at the same time. So it's yeah. not that surprising that you live by the Flacco, you die by the Flacco in this case. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean... The the second half was just kind of it was numbing. Uh, I think the first half was really frustrating. Um, it's just I don't. We haven't seen the defense have have a moment like that all year, uh, where no matter what they did, they were getting exposed. Um, like even in their worst games uh, against the Colts and against the Ravens the first time and somewhat the second time. Um, like they would come back and they'd have, they'd string together good possessions and they'd give the offense a chance to score some points and get back in the game. Today though, or yesterday, the, the Browns, they, they went down 
three nothing. They came back, took a seven three lead. Uh, immediately gave up a touchdown drive to go down ten seven. Then the then the offense responded, go up 14-10, one play touchdown drive. Like there, there was the momentum was never there. Like the offense had a chance to build some momentum, but the defense never let them keep it. And that's just not something we saw all year. So it's hard to, like, there's going to be people who evaluate it uh, better than we can. But (laughs) it's just not something we have seen them do. Um, And I I saw some tweets last night that, like, the Texans even broke their own tendencies. Like, for all season, they had been, the offensive coordinator had done, done good things to design plays, but he fell back into his own hole every now and then and would go run, run, pass. Like, I think they were one of the top teams in the league at going run, run, pass on possessions. And I don't remember them doing, I don't remember them doing that yesterday. There was a lot of play action and first, uh, first down passes that they did. It, It seemed like that, that was their game plan from the jump was to just be in attack mode for most of the game and not, and just be, from from the jump, just be un, unrelenting about just bombing away. Like they threw a lot of deep passes and just finding different ways to attack the secondary. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just the, the Texans only ran the ball uh, twenty two times last night. Uh, trying to figure out how many times they ran after uh, after they had the two the consecutive pick sixes. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, five, six. So they ran 16 times in the first, when the game mattered. So they, they had, they completely got away from all the tendencies that they had had all season where they would get, they would let themselves fall into this rut where they, felt like they needed to establish the run, and that would be when the offense loses its rhythm. It happened a fucking week ago in Indianapolis. They got out to a 14-3 lead, mm-hmm. and then they decided they needed to get um, Devin Singletary involved, and all of a sudden it was 14-14, and they were in a game. Like that, They had the ultimate tendency-breaking game against a, against a defense that is over-aggressive, to a fault and it burned them and you know, credit to them, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to get the credit. Can't be to the Browns. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just frustrating cause it's like both of their long touchdowns came off of plays where, you know, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to defend. Um, the screen, uh, like a dump off to a tight end goes for 70 yards and a touchdown. Some of that was poor tackling angles in the, in the, uh, defensive secondary. I don't know how many catches that guy had all season, but it looked like everyone and their mother was surprised that he actually could run. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he was so surprised he needed oxygen at the end, of, uh, like at the end of that run. Like you, you can tell he had not run that, that far. In a minute, he, he had he had seventeen catches on twenty one targets this season. He had one catch yesterday. Like, 
he was not targeted against the, the Colts. He had two targets against the, the Titans. He had three targets against the Browns. He had one target against the Titans. That's his last. He had six targets in, in the previous four games they played before yesterday. And so, I mean, it would make, might make sense that they didn't have any idea that he could move. Um, but, you know, it's just... Just so the, the mental lapses that they had yesterday were frustrating. And, you know, you expect them to have time to adjust. And you expect, well, not time. You expect them to adjust because they've done it all season. And they just didn't. And Miles saying in post game that they were going to ride with what got them there. It's, I don't know if I want to call it concerning. That they were like, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to do what we do. And they kept getting kept burning him but you know it, it is a little frustrating like that you and can't have it, that philosophy yeah and uh you know i think it's also frustrating that they weren't even given an opportunity to because like like we mentioned they did get a stop to give the offense an opportunity to get them back in the game and then the two pick sixes happened and then the game's just out of hand to where the defense could not even have an opportunity to adjust it, it might have been it might have been the case at, at that first possession, but then it just unraveled to the point where it's like it didn't even matter if there was adjustments. Like, yeah, and we'll never know. Like, we'll never know. Like, when when the offense gives up fourteen points, anything the defense does the rest of the way doesn't really matter. Um, they looked defeated when they went back out and gave up that last touchdown. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. <laughs> the, the Texans called one of their best games of the year. Uh, I think they did a lot of things that the Browns hadn't seen on film. At least I would hope that that was the case because if they'd seen some of that stuff on film and they got burned by it, then. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, probably some of it uh, is the case. Maybe it's, copium but <laughs> it just uh yeah they looked like they got surprised at certain at certain things like sure the the misdirection stuff and the like the stuff that they were do- doing it they've been burned by all year but not to the extent that they did that yesterday so that's why i feel like i could definitely believe they got caught surprised by something they just hadn't seen on film all year yeah i mean it, it- that's the part that I'm going to keep coming back to because it just doesn't feel like it makes a whole lot of sense to me that this team, that this this defense who had an adjustment for almost everything all season, uh, they got boat raced by the, the Seahawks for two consecutive drives and then didn't give up a touchdown for like three quarters. Um, they got boat raced by the Colts for a, a quarter and then they settled it down for a while and then they gave up two big plays at the end of the game, but still won the game. So it got buried a little bit. Um, they gave up two or three consecutive really good drives to the Ravens. And then the Ravens really didn't do much the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that, that, that's what frustrates me. I think the most is that, you know, we came, we came into this game with an expectation that, you know, even if the offense sputters, the defense will do enough to keep them in the game and 
keep it keep it going late and you know you know obviously you're not going to come back from throwing two pick sixes but the defense had chances to keep the momentum in the first half and just didn't and like they couldn't get off the field they were giving up big plays uh pretty pretty bullshit pass interference call gave Houston their last touchdown of the first half considering some of the stuff that they were the, they were getting away with on defense yeah <laughs> yeah some of the some of the some of the no calls so yeah like like there was some frustrating refing but like it wasn't it wasn't the reason um no no it, it, the the game was not defined by the refs it was defined by the defenses um one bad day you couldn't have pretty much it, yeah like like if there if there was one unit that couldn't afford to have a bad day it was them because like even during the stretch that they had where they rattled off four wins in a row like that the big reason why that Flacco was able to look like a hero for those four games was because of the defense giving him opportunities to be a hero and that's just you couldn't have had that against CJ Stroud and the Texans yep it's just it's what it is. It happens. Um, the good part about it is a lot of this team's gonna be back next year, and they can figure it out from there. Um, yeah, outside of the aggregators, who think that this is like their one shot, the one the team's one shot. Which, yeah, I don't believe for a second. Like most of the team will be back. Sure, there'll be some guys that'll be switched out because of one year contracts, but for the most part, you're gonna see most of this crew all back and. Theoretically, a lot healthier than they showed up in this playoff game. Yeah, and it's just going to happen that way. Um, the division is going to be just as good next year, uh, barring whatever the Steelers do. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone knows what they're going to do. Um, Nobody knows. Even Pittsburgh people don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are going to be. They're in their first uh, difficult offseason, I believe. Um, they have decisions to make. They're going to have to reload through the draft. And they, I think the last couple drafts for them have been hit or miss. Um, so, I mean, the division is still there. The, the Ravens are going to be there, but... They're going to have to constantly reload, I think, because their their uh, offensive talent is either oft injured or old. Um, That's true. That, that, they managed to line it up this year where they didn't get hurt. <laughs> and, <laughs> congrats, uh, congrats to the to the Ravens. Um, you didn't hand the. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I should feel a little bit sorry for the Bengals because they they didn't have their division gift to them this year. Um, but I mean, if that's going to be how they win the division, uh, Bengals fans can keep talking about it. Like they won something when they were winners by default. Um, <sighs> but yeah, <laughs> the division's going to be tough. It always is like, no, nobody's saying it isn't, but in theory, they should be a lot healthier to where even if the schedule does get tougher because they'll be in a second place schedule, 
they won't be like in a, a chasm of injuries like they were this year. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, like I, I, I have all the faith that um, Andrew Barry is going to figure it out. Um, he seems to have figured it out this like figured it out to a, a pretty good extent this year. Um, it might get him executive of the year, although given what the Texans are doing, they might might give it to I uh, forget the name his name Serio, I think it is uh, uh, Nick Casario. Yeah, yeah, they might give it to him. Because that the turnaround was quick, um, mm. they uh, all all the narratives that they used all these Browns picks to do this, uh, not entirely true. Yeah, Stroud was their own pick. Um, the first year they wasted it on a guard that sucks, and yeah, Damian like Pierce, who isn't very good uh, and has been replaced by an old running back. Yeah, that has been the one thing. Like I think Browns people and Brown report Brown's reporters have, are just kind of living in their fears about like, Oh, they're the Texans are going to be like the next dynasty or whatever. And it's like, but they haven't even capitalized on the picks that we've even, even given them to this point. <laughs> so it's like that. Sure. They'll be good. They'll probably be the front runners of the division next year. I would assume, but they have not, I, I they have not really cashed in on the picks that we gave them. It's just, I think it's, it's just the, it's just people living in their fears, and I I see the takes all over the place, and it's like, oh, can't wait for the mock drafts. It's like, what mock? Like what draft? And it's like, the thing is with like Andrew Berry, he's capitalized on the picks he's made, despite the fact that he has Martin no- Emerson was his first pick two years ago, and we lo- and we lauded him, and we tr- felt like he was the second best corner or even the best corner at t- times to Denzel, like. And he was a third round pick that everybody was confused by when he was picked. I remember I was sitting in a bar watching the draft go down, and everybody was confused. Like we drafted a corner from like Mississippi State. Who is this guy? And it turns out he was a really good pick. <laughs> like, and so I, I, the fact fact is, I would not be worried with Andrew Berry about his drafting because he's been able to make the team as good as it has, despite the fact they haven't had the first round picks the past couple of years. So that's just more my point. Yeah. Um, we'll have plenty of time to dissect things. Um, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll come back with a, uh, with a postmortem in the next week or two. Yeah. Uh, might, might need some time to let this one cool and let the, let the takes die down. So we can get mm-hmm. some some real real insight, um, but you know I think the worst part is that you know that the ride had to end. Um, it felt different. It felt like a different team. It felt like a different vibe, and it ended worse than most rides have mm-hmm. for the Browns historically. Yeah, I think. People wanted like that um, fairy tale, at least r- run to keep continue continuing with Flacco, and like they wanted to keep keep the vibes going with that. And it's just like it's the playoffs; you never know when it's going to end. And unfortunately, it ended it ended this week. You know, unfortunately, yeah. I'm glad that the uh, as much as as much as I'm upset with them now, um, the Jaguars can go die in a hole. And they're going to for the next 10 years in that division. Yeah. 
if any, if we if uh, last night's game was any indication, CJ's going to be good. He's going to be really good. He's going to be a handle a hassle in that division. Yeah, uh, we won't have to play them next season. We don't play that division. Um, we obviously could line up with them again in twenty five. Uh, of course. Because usually it's like we won't it, be ske- we won't be absolutely scheduled to play the Texans again until twenty like every four years, right? Uh, like twenty seven. So is it twenty okay. seven? It could be twenty six. No, it's twenty six. Yeah, um, it's usually every four years when you kind of like change yeah. out divisions and stuff. Yeah, so we'll we'll cycle through them in twenty six, and we'll see where they're at. Uh, all indications is. They'll be they'll be good. We could hopefully we'll see him again in the playoffs before that, um, mm-hmm. but not guaranteed to play him next year. Uh, Ravens are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> good luck, so, Texans. Yeah, and you never know with these things. Like quarterbacks get figured out, um, offenses get figured out. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud. Is probably going to be really good, but you, you never, never quite know. There's always, um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked really good at the end of last year. He looked, I don't think he ever looked really good this year. He had a couple games here and there, but yeah, he, he got just, hurt at the end of the year and then fell on his face. Like year to year, there's no sure things. For sure. And it's a very cyclical league in that in that way. Like we think everything's going to last forever. And then the next year we're like, what happened? And then it, people get figured out, people adjust. You have all spring, summer and early fall did that to figure out everybody. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think there's a lot to, there's a lot to take away from this season. Uh, I think the further we get from this game, the more we'll, the more we'll uh, think positively of the season. Um, there, there's a lot. There's just a lot to take away from it. Um, they they turned a corner, I think, culturally. Even though yesterday didn't go go right, I, I think they have all the right guys in the building to keep keep building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of doing it. Uh, I think. And we'll we'll get more into this as we do the post mortem and more stuff comes out and uh, the seventeen surgeries that I expect to be announced in the next three days happen. Yeah, I, I imagine um, a lot of people are going to get surgery as soon as they can, <laughs> especially yeah. Agbo, who you could tell Miles Okoronkwo, Betonio, um, <laughs> Posick. Uh, like you, you could probably not Amari, but. Even though they're probably bummed out, I can imagine in the back of their minds they're like relieved that they can finally start healing. Because yeah, I imagine Denzel's going to have surgery. Denzel's going to have surgery. Thornhill's probably going to have calf surgery to get it fixed. Like, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't even know who else. Uh, it, it, it could be the whole roster. We don't know. They've been so battered and beaten that they that that we could be looking at our phones and get notifications like he got surgery. What was he doing? With? And then we, yeah. then, then we're just like, uh, I, we get it. Yeah, they, they were so beaten and battered that I wouldn't be surprised by anybody getting surgery at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think 
we, we staved off having to talk about the, the fact that we had like practice squad tackles out there for the last month for a while. And like they, they did as best as they could. Like I, I could not get mad at James Hudson and Gavion Christensen. They, like, they, they had, ba- they had bad days yesterday, but it was bound to happen. The entire team had a bad day. Hmm. But, you know, they'll be back. Uh, no, I mean, most of this team's coming back. Uh, they might have to figure out a way to keep Cedarius Smith. Um, they're going to have to figure out a way to restructure Amari. Um, that might be extending him out a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. a, lot of a lot of decisions. Um, yeah. I think we'll save Deshaun Watson stuff for for the for the post mortem. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now, to be honest. Um, but I mean, it was a it was a fun season for the most part. It just like I think the absolute epic thud which 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 with it ended is just the lamest way it could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree. Cause it, like if I think people would have understood if they lost, I just don't think they were expecting this. So yeah, totally. I totally get it. Yeah. I saw a tweet last night that someone, that someone said that you would have rather dealt with a last second field goal than that. Which uh, that's probably fair. Cause like, which is debatable, debatable because last second field goals hurt more at the time. Oh yeah, like I, I guess it's just like when you're in it, you feel like it's the worst pain ever, and then you're trying to rationalize what would feel a lot better in your mind. But either way, it's gonna hurt. It, I'm still hurting. It's not like it, it would have hurt less if, say, um, Fairbairn hit a 50 yarder from like the logo, you know, and they lost that way. So yeah. it, 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 we, we try to rationalize things as fans to make ourselves feel better, but either way, it sucks. It sucks. There, there's um, a lot to figure out. Um, but the Browns are still in the best place that they've been in years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like. It's, not to, <laughs> it's not to discourage anybody's optimism. Cause it's just, it sucks in the moment, but it, you got to also compartmentalize that. Hey, they, there's, this group's going to be here for a while. They're going to have more opportunities, and they're, they they should ha- have a lot more opportunities because, like, the people in place with uh, A.B. and Kevin and also just the roster they've constructed over the years. So they should have more opportunities to. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this team has a couple more years, I think, with this core. Um, I don't know how many more years we're going to get out of Antonio, but <laughs> – I mean, yeah. He's in general, in he's general, probably, this core has a couple more years. Like, and then you'll have to start reloading, and some of this, some of this core spot, the, the offensive line will have to get re, have reloaded. And Nick Chubb which, probably only has two or three more years at the super effective level, and Amari probably has only has two or three more years at the super effective level. And it, I mean, but. This this team can be rebuilt on the fly. Like it's 
yeah, I guess I just want to tell Browns fans, don't be scared that this might be one of the few opportunities. I, I think what we've seen is like with who are going to be extended in Kevin and AB that they're going to be able to figure this out. If they were able to figure out roster construction while losing 26% of their their salary cap and winning 11 games in the process, despite the fact that they there were obvious deficiencies in those replacing the high-paid contributors, they should be able to figure this out through an offseason or two to find the guys that you're going to fall in love with when in, when those the, the old guard of this core uh, fades away you know what I mean so like they're gonna I, I have faith that they're gonna figure things out you know yeah yep I don't know we'll be back um for the autopsy report and eh, I don't know we might let this been lie for a little bit <laughs> we'll uh we'll be back but it might be a couple weeks a week or two yeah uh, just see see where everyone see how the movements are going, and then we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Um, I think yeah, I think we probably just need a couple weeks, a week a week off to yeah, at least a week. Let Maybe. this let this one simmer. <laughs> Maybe a month. <laughs> Maybe two months. Who knows? See you in June. <laughs> but okay well I guess for one last time this season uh, I'm Taylor Jedrzak and been here with Matt uh, we had Gerbs most of this for a good portion of these episodes um, thanks to um, all of the guests we had this year I believe it, who, who, who was it um, we it had was Craig Lindell, and, Andrew and Craig. Craig. Um, yeah, I'm glad we had them on for the episode that we did. Um, seems like forever ago. The discussions we had that week <laughs> seem so so minuscule in in the grand scheme of things now. Um, but yeah, uh, we it was a, it was a good season. Um, hopefully, there's more than, more in the future. Hopefully, we don't have to wait another three years to get back. It would be nice if we played in the shit division like the Texans, and we could probably guarantee that we're going to be back next year if we stay healthy. <laughs> Said the same thing about the Jaguars, but look at them. So you never know, man. Yeah. I mean, you never know year to year who's going to rise and who's going to fall. Um, it'd be nice if someone in the division fell that wasn't us. <laughs> True. The Steelers could, but you never. It, it's the Steelers. They they somehow just walk into nine or ten wins every year. <laughs> yeah, the, their voodoo gets them three, and then they have to figure out a way to get seven. Um, but okay, I think that's where we're going to sign off for the season. Um, it's fun. It's Definitely ended, fun. Ended like shit, but yeah. it was fun. Okay. Well. We'll be back. Uh, until then, go Browns. Go Browns. Don't you know that you're a grown up? 
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.